morning, Diversity. Good morning to our partners, and welcome to our Facebook live stream. If this is your first time joining us, I'd love for you to like it, to share it, to put some hearts in the comments, and let us know that you are in the house as Pastor James, our lead pastor here, takes us into part four of the Juicy Fruit series. I don't know what your week has been like, but I'm going to encourage you right now to stand to your feet right where you are. Bandishers, come on here in the sanctuary. Everybody get up. We're going to stand to our feet. I want you to start to proclaim the name of the Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy of all the honor and the praise, dear God. Fill this place, Lord God. Whatever it is, Lord, I just pray that you would be lifted most high. You are worthy, dear God. And before I leave you, I'm going to say this Bible verse that reads from Psalm 136, 27, and it says, give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. Whatever it is that you're needing from the Lord, whatever it is that you need to hear from the Lord, believe today will be the day you receive it. Believe today change will happen. Believe today is the day that everything turns around all for his glory. Come on, continue to lift the Lord up as the praise team comes and ministers through music. Thank you and God bless. Good morning, DCC family. We just want to welcome you to another week of praise and worship with us from the comfort of your homes. Um, as always, we just invite you to join in with us. Um, if you want to lift your hands, if you want to stand up on your feet, whatever you want to dance, whatever it is, we just invite you to worship our King with us this morning. And I just want to encourage you, uh, there's a scripture in 1 Peter 1 and 2, and it just says, you are not forgotten, for you have been chosen my Father God. This means He knows everything about you, despite what's going on in the world today, um, even if it feels like, okay, God, where are you? He's right here. He hasn't left you. He hasn't forsake you. There's a, a, not a tear that He has not collected, and there's not a cry that He has not heard. So again, I just want to encourage you, and I just want you to repeat after me, and just this affirmation, just say, I am not forgotten. I am not forgotten. Yes. So again, we just
Welcome to Diverse City, the perfect church for imperfect people. I'd like to welcome our Diverse City partners, first-time guests, and those joining us online. Please don't forget to like, share, and ask many questions. We are so honored that you picked us for your worship experience this morning. At Diverse City, we believe that no matter your background, color of your skin, what you have been through in the past, or even your current location, whether you're watching me from the comfort of your own home, on your couch, in your car, on your phone, it doesn't matter. Because we have all gathered together to do what? Give God the glory, honor, and the praise, for He deserves it. Amen. At this time, I'd like to make you aware of some very important announcements. We're going to start this week off with a bang. Our Senior Salt Ministry is meeting this Monday, 2.15, for Bible study. Don't forget, seniors, to come ready to hear the Word of God. I want to see you Monday, 2.15. Then Tuesday, our kids are going to jump on Zoom and have a wonderful time of fellowship, fun, laughter, and studying the word of God. So I want to see you kids Tuesday 7 p.m. like we do every week. Wear your PJs, bring a sleep buddy, bring a toy for show and tell, and let's have a wonderful time together. Can't wait to see you there Tuesday 7 p.m. Wednesday, we have a lot going on at Diverse City, starting off with AYM meeting at 7 p.m. Then I'm going to ask all of our married couples to join me and Pastor James for Bible study, for our marriage Bible study. This is just a wonderful time. We get together once a month to study the Word of God and see what God is saying about our marriages. And then our singles are going to get together this Wednesday, SWAT, at 7 p.m. They're going to have a wonderful time studying the Word of God and learning how to be single and still letting God use them in their singleness. Then we're going to be right back here on Thursday night for prayer. During this time, our nation needs prayer. And as we're coming up with elections and just everything that's going on, we need to stand together. So I am challenging you to call into our prayer call Thursday night, 7 p.m. More details to come on Facebook Live and Zoom. Then we're going to be right back here Sunday morning for an awesome time in the Word of God. We're going to be right back here with Juicy Fruit Part 5. Pastor James has a powerful word for us. And I know I'm ready. I have been so blessed by the series of the Fruit of the Spirit. And I pray that it's been touching you as well and challenging you to just examine where you're at and ask God to show you the things that you need to change in your life and see if you're displaying the fruit that he wants you to display. Well, that is all that I have for you. I pray that you have a blessed week. I pray that God will be with you. And we just pray that God's hand will go with you wherever you go, whether it is work, whether it's church, that his protection will just go with you. Have a blessed week. And now let's get time to worship God without giving. Good morning and welcome to another virtual service. DCC family and guests, it's a pleasure to be with you. Let's get ready to give through our tithes and offering. As you'll notice, I'm wearing my Cardinals hat today and I'm wearing my Rams hoodie. I know some people are like, why are you wearing that trash? You know what? Because I'm a fan. I, I still like them. I still like the Cardinals. Obviously, they're not in the playoffs if you've been following sports. 
you'll notice that the Cardinals did, they made the playoffs, but they're not in the World Series. Uh, but I still like them. I still root for them. I'm still a fan. I still sport their apparel. The Rams are no longer in St. Louis, they're in LA, but I still root for them. It's still my team. Why? Because your boy is loyal. I'm faithful to what I like. You know, um, I appreciate what they were, who they are now, and I got to choose somebody, so I still choose to root for them and support them. Um, you know, and I really believe that's how God wants us to be. That's how God wants us to be as, uh, as Christians. He wants us to be faithful. It doesn't matter what's going on. In Psalms 119 and 90, it talks about God uh, and his faithfulness, that he created everything and his faithfulness endures. And it stands the test of time. And that's the way we're supposed to be. You know, we're not in service. We're not together. Um, and trust me, God is not so concerned about the monetary blessing that comes in. And neither are we as diverse city. What we're concerned about is your faithfulness, like where your heart is, how your heart um, uh, is. And, you know, and are you exemplifying the faithfulness that God shows us? Are you exemplifying that in your everyday walk? Um, because that's what's going to build the kingdom of God. It's not, it's not necessarily the money that comes in. It really isn't. Obviously, that stuff is necessary. Um, we want the, the heart of the person at Diverse City to be fixed and focused on God. Amen. Um, so in this time, uh, be faithful. Continue to be faithful. And I know God is going to bless us. He's going to bless you. And we're going to do this together. So with that being said, you can text the word DIVERSE to 73256 right? Diverse to 73256. Or you can go to diversecity.church. You can scroll down to the donate tab. You can give that way as well. Or you can mail it into 3201 Itasca Street, St. Louis, Missouri, and we will get it. Um, also, in the next two weeks, this Sunday and next Sunday, we're going to be collecting money for our pastors. It's pastor appreciation. Traditionally, we celebrate it this month. Uh, we're doing something a little different. Um, if you would like to honor them, in uh, a monetary blessing, you can do that. Uh, or if you can't, it's okay. Continue to, uh, uh, to, to pray for them uh, and ask God's blessings to be poured out upon them. But you can uh, also give monetarily through, uh, through texting the word diverse. Um, create a note once you get to Realm. Um, if you have any questions about that, just contact me or Pastor Virginia uh, and we will help facilitate that, okay? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity. God, it doesn't matter where we are, we can always be faithful. Father, we don't have to uh, be together. We don't have to uh, understand everything that's going on, Father, to be faithful. Lord, you're faithful you know, uh, to us, and I pray, Lord, that we're obedient to you. God, I pray that you would bless anything and everything that comes in today. Lord God, that you would use it, Lord God, for your kingdom and your kingdom only. Father, we just thank you and we just glorify your name. God, I ask that as we jump back into praise and worship, that you would just bless the rest of the service. And uh, Lord, you would just continue to be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God is able to do exactly what he said he would do. He is not slacking his promises. What does that mean? That means that everything that he said he's going to do. Every promise that he made to you, every promise that's in his word about you and about your future, it's going to come to pass. He is able. He can and he will. Let's see.
Good morning, good morning, good morning, Diverse City. I am excited to be able to minister the word today. Let's not waste any time on this beautiful Sunday morning. Go ahead and locate our focal passage for the Juicy Fruit series, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. Stand to your feet wherever you are as we read God's word. And again, we will read from the new Uh, New International Version. One, two, three, let's read. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to come through the airways Today, we embrace technology to deliver your word. We thank you that your word is living. We thank you that your word never returns void. So as we minister, we pray for your Holy Spirit to tug on our hearts to be more like you today. For our newcomers, let them experience your love, your grace, and your mercy. For our partners and our family members, allow us to be challenged to grow to be more like you. Father, I pray today as the word go forth, that we're able to take it and apply it, that our light may shine, that others may see our good works, because we are believers, because we are Christians, because we are disciples, because we are followers in Christ. We thank you for it in advance. We declare that it is done in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Juicy Fruit Part 4. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I've enjoyed this series. Um, I had a few people ask me about the shirt. If you are interested in getting the Juicy Fruit shirt, I got a new one coming next week. But black, we got one coming in black, another one coming in blue. If you're interested, please send us an inbox or email to office at diversity.church or reach out to one of our pastors or leaders, and we will make sure to get it with you. So, Before we get started, let's get our likes up. Let's get our shares up. What's today will be, let's get at least 20 shares. Let's get some watch parties. If you're on YouTube, this is your time to like for the Facebook and YouTube algorithm. Subscribe. Do what you can. This is our moment in the middle of a pandemic to spread positivity, to spread hope, to be able to spread love. So do your part. It costs you nothing, just a click of the button to be able to minister and share the gospel. Amen. Okay. First, before we get started, I want to give a shout out to my baby mama. The first lady, my girlfriend, my Bonnie to my Clyde, to Miss Aldine Jermaine Tremaine Coty, my wife. Let's give her some love for ministering last week. I think I feel an anointed song that came into my spirit. Hmm. And y'all know I can't sing, so when you really sing... And you can't. It's just all out of love. But I feel it. Hold up. Which one? Which one are we going to go to? Track number three, CD number four. Because all of me loves all of you. Love your cousin. Never mind. I'm done. 
Hallelujah. I am grateful for my wife. I am grateful for all of our ministry leaders at Diverse City that we can do life together from the bedroom to the bank account, from the pulpit in every area and every aspect. When a man finds a wife, he has found a good thing. One more time. Give me some pink hearts. Give me some purple hearts. Give her some love and some support. Amen. So, so many great ministers of the gospel as we go through Juicy Fruit. So, let's get back in the spirit. Let's do a quick recap. So, in part one, we talked about roots, the importance of staying connected, the importance of us being committed for us to be consistent. And when we're able to apply those three C's, we're able to produce fruit, fruit that will remain and able to produce more fruit. Part number two, we talked about joy. Say joy. 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 When we're talking about the matters of our heart, not the external things, but our internal matters, making sure that our joy remains, that we have our perspective tight, and the things that God has given us in this season and in the future, that we're being good stewards. And then last week, we talked about faithfulness. Um, Pastor Aldine looked at it from two fronts, God's faithfulness to us, him not being able to leave us or forsake us, but our faithfulness and our commitment to God. One of the quotes my old pastor used to say is, he used to say, I'm not living right. I'm not living right to be saved, but I'm saved because he lived right. It is because of his righteousness and our faithfulness to give back to him is how we demonstrate and walk out the life. Amen. So today, with Juicy Fruit Part, two, part 4, we have a two-for-one special. A few of you know what that is, a two-for-one special. We are talking about kindness and goodness. Right now in the comments, put kindness and goodness. Kindness and goodness. When we think about the fruit of the Spirit, Bishop, we love to have self-control, peace, long-suffering, love. But the two that get the least amount of play, kindness and goodness. What do we need in the world today? More kindness and goodness. So let's start off with kindness. If you see on the screen right now, you could put this up. Kindness. When you study that word, just to give a few synonyms, it means compassion. It means that we're empathetic. It means that we are courteous. It also means that we can be gentle, but it doesn't mean that we're weak because it's easier to act according to the flesh than to operate in strength and kindness. It means that we're friendly. It means not that we just say what we want, but everything is seasoned and flavored with grace and mercy and truth. Again, grace and mercy and truth, not facts, not my feelings, grace, mercy, and truth. Kindness, be friendly. Kindness, when we willingness and have the desire to seek and to be a blessing to others. Again, that we actually, our intentions is to seek to be a blessing to others. Go with me to Galatians, Galatians oh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. We're going to look at verse 
12 and 13 from the New Living Translation. It says, since God chose you to be holy, people he loves, you must close yourself with what? Tender mercies, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And then verse number 13, this is what we miss. We have to make allowance for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. And forgive anyone who offends you. Okay. Remember, the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. So there's an operative statement in verse number 12, and I want to just kind of park on that. It says, we must clothe ourselves in mercy which means it's not natural, which means you have to put it on. We know we, we like to hear the deep things about putting on the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. We love to work our sword and hold up our shield to faith. But the question I have for you today, when you got up this morning, when you hit this news button, did you put on kindness? Because if we can be honest, the old pastor can be mean. Even Miss LaWanda could be mean. <laughs> Kevin, never mind. <laughs> Papa John could be mean. All of us can have a bad day. From the church, from the White House, even to your house. You, we have to put it on. And what happens is we can show more kindness and this, this is going to touch about five of y'all. If you just wake up a little bit early, you get up, your kids ask you for something to eat, you growl at them, ah! as if they ain't got no food because you slept for 45 minutes and God wanted you to show some kindness and now you mad, now you upset, you went to work, you forgot to brush your teeth, your breath stinketh, all of that. You missed the moment because you didn't clothe yourself. And kindness. And then what happened? You're still late and you get to work and you try to sneak in through the back and somebody call your man, good morning, Pastor. I need because you're late and you miss the opportunity to clothe yourself in kindness. You have to be that intentional if you want to produce God's fruits. You have to be that intentional, just like you put on clothes, just like you have your morning routine, to create an allowance, to create an allotment for God to be able to lead you, to guide you, and direct you. One of my favorite words, margin. Do you give enough time for God to speak to you, for God to call it audible? That's how you move in the spirit. That's how you're able to move and operate in a place of kindness. But when we cave in and capitulate to our own selfish desires, we miss our opportunity to clothe us. And we try to figure out, you're having a bad day. I don't know the rest of the song. But you've missed your moment of kindness. Can I get a witness in this church? <clears throat> All right, I just need a few because it's going to get tight in a minute. We've talked about kindness, so what about goodness? So when you look at goodness, and you can put this up, 
on for our viewing audience. Goodness, it means goodwill. It means morality. It means generosity. Goodness, are you generous? Are you considerate of others? When you study that term in the Greek, it means a selfless act to benefit other people. Again, it means a selfless act to benefit other people. I would say my definition of goodness would be God's holiness in action. We like holiness in our hearts. We like holiness when we talk. But goodness is God's holiness in action. So how do we do that? We give to the poor. We help other people. We're willing to get inconvenienced. We're willing to invest. We're willing to minister. We're willing to do other things to put God's holiness in action. We're willing to clean up our city. We're willing to help people vote during voters' registration. We're willing to pray for our enemies. That is goodness in action. That means I'm willing to bring benefit. I'm willing to be a servant. What shall I do? How can I make it happen? How can I bring a tangible result to show God's juicy fruit on the inside of me? So when you see with both of those definitions, they are closely related. So point number one, and you can put this up, it means kindness is the attitude, but goodness is the action. Again, catch that. Kindness is the attitude, but goodness is the action. You don't, you don't want to just take one, but you need both. Your attitude needs to be tight, but then it needs to translate into your actions. See, it's a picture of living a life of biblical morality, integrity, but also it's expressed, it is seen through generosity in the way we treat and the way we act towards others. Are you doing good works? How are you putting it into practice today? Kindness and goodness is when your head Your heart and your hands are all in rhythm. Mm, mm, mm. Your head, your heart, and your hands are all in rhythm. Not one's going to the right, not one's going to the left, not one going back. It's when you're in complete harmony. You're flowing naturally. It's coming in your heart. It's been checked out and verified through Scripture, and you're able to move. You don't sit on it. You don't wait because you take advantage of every opportunity to do good to other people. It is when my head and my heart and my hands are in harmony. So let's look at this passage real quick. When I think about Juicy Fruit, I've been wanting to talk about this for the last four weeks. Go ahead and find and locate Matthew chapter 7. And we're going to read at verse 15 through 20. And I believe God is going to uplift some principles to really put into practice for us to really further understand what it means to live with kindness and to live with goodness. So let's look at verse number 15. It says, beware, this is Jesus talking, of the false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. 
verse number 16, it says, you can identify them by their fruit. Again, you can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Up, oh, verse number seven. Okay, 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 okay. Slow down. Point number two. Kindness and goodness is what we display. Period. Kindness and goodness is what we display. It is your driver's license to show that you are a Christian. It is your form of identification. While it's nice for you to have all of the wisdom in the world, it's nice for you to memorize a chapter of the Bible of the day. It's nice for you to have power. It's nice for you to have influence. But guess what? For non-believers, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Oh, man. They don't care how much you know, how big your Bible is, how big your hat is, if you got your hair did this morning. How much do you care? And believers, this generation, millennials, Gen Y, they need the real, they need the authentic gospel on display. Not a voice. Not talking down to them, but they need to see it on display because that's what we accept. I started going to church when I was young. My, my neighbor across the street was a pastor, and he was a pimp. <laughs> I'm going to just be quiet. And I couldn't get over him reading the Bible, doing all of these things, and inviting me to church, and his actions, what he displayed, showed me I want nothing. I have no interest. I have no desire to do anything with that. So I went from the age of six to the age of 18 from that experience, staying by that neighbor saying, church ain't for me. They're not real, and there are people that you love. There are people that you care about. There are people that you're wanting to see change and you're trying to talk them into it. You're trying to convince them. I'm telling you, what you put on display is what they will believe. Amen, amen, amen. So, goodness and kindness is going to always be trendy, Tony. It's never going to go out of style. Everyone loves good people. Everyone loves kind people. Everyone wants to be around those that are pleasant and good to work with and good to spend time with and don't feel judged, but feeling love and feeling hope and feeling encouragement. So if that's the case, in the year where kindness and goodness have been required so much, this is where God started tripping with me on. When is the last time have I paid it for it? When I go out to eat, when we know businesses are hurting, you better be tipping. Definitely on Sunday. We know about all y'all. Even you in the comments, we know about all of y'all. But willing to be and show goodness and go above and beyond. In this season, 
We didn't plan for it, but we're all trying to learn how to manage it. Are you showing goodness? Maybe it's not a monetary thing, but we have you in the last six months to my men offered to do anything for your neighbor. Cut their yard, take out their grass, do something to show goodness. And maybe that leads to a conversation. Why did you do this for me? Why did you hook me up with like this? That is your opportunity, not just because you put uh, Psalms 23 on your door. Goodness. What are you doing? Taking others out to eat, investing in them, being willing to be inconvenienced. That's what ministry is right now. It is inconvenient. It's not the easy thing. It's definitely not the most lucrative thing. But we do it from a heart of kindness and goodness that we serve and we give with no expectations because God first gave to us. They will know you by your fruit. So he talked about it in verse 15 through 16. Let's pick it up with verse number 17. Put that on the screen. A good tree. Don't miss this verse. A good tree produces good fruit. <laughs> a bad tree produces bad fruit. Oh, put that back on it. A good tree produces good fruit. Does that make sense to everybody? If you got it in the comments, say, I got it. A good tree produces good fruit. A bad tree produces bad fruit. Verse number 18. A good tree cannot, not as able it's incapable to produce bad fruit. And a bad tree, no matter if they throw a dollar and holler, cannot produce good fruit. What kind of fruit are you producing in this season? What kind of fruit? I don't know what's going on. It just keep coming out rotten. I don't know what's going on. It just keep turning sour. I planted, I thought I was connected, but the Bible clearly says when it's good, when you're connected, when you're staying close to the vine, it is impossible to produce bad fruit. Verse number 19. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into fire. Verse number 20. Yes, if you haven't got it from verse 15 to verse 19, yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. We identify, we show the love of Christ, we produce juicy fruit by our actions. Point number three, fruit must be visible. Again, fruit must be visible. I got a question. Have anybody in here ever seen invisible fruit? Let me know in the comments. Have you seen invisible fruit? I'm telling you right now, we can go make some money. We can be on Ripley's, believe it or not. We can go to Branson. Matter of fact, now nah, we're going to Vegas to make some real money. Have you ever tried that sweet and juicy invisible fruit? 
Because fruit has to be visible. There's no such thing as invisible fruit. See, if we love the Lord, if we truly seek his kingdom first and his righteousness and making him preeminence over our life, then our kindness and our goodness, we should be able to call somebody right now and you can ask them this question. Am I providing nourishment to you? And when you talk to me, are you feeling better or are you feeling worse? You were feeling all right. We got off the phone. You're feeling horrible. Who are you providing nourishment to? This is not like a matter of how many people, but this is a matter of is it somebody that feels better after leaving your presence? Because you're not rolling with invisible fruit. And see, we live in a culture, Papa John, where we try to say definitely for women and men that nice guys and kind guys finish last. And so we want to suppress these type of things. And it is hurting us. It is killing our witness. And it is creating candy and not fruit. It's not nourishing us. It's not having any vitamins. It is becoming an empty calorie, providing no benefit, only for a blimp, only for a moment, but it's something that will not last. So here it is. Let me just get ready. Take take a deep breath real quick. (sighs) Question. If you were accused of being a Christian, is there enough evidence Or would you be innocent of all charges? If you were put on a jury and your witness, your juicy fruit was on trial, is there any evidence that you are a believer? If not, you're rocking juicy fruit. If not, that may be the reason why your prayers aren't getting answered. If not, It may be the reason why you have no power. If not, you are creating, you have diminished, and you can't not have a witness in this season. So, (laughs) okay, I'm about to go deeper. Can I go deeper, Ms. Lawanda? So I was thinking, hmm. I start thinking, one of the greatest joys and the greatest burdens of uh, ministering and having a church name called Diverse City as we embrace diversity of thoughts and opinions. This season right now, <laughs> it can be a challenge. Um, I've said this before. I have pastors and friends where a lot of their congregation feels one way <laughs> and the other side and other pastors feel a completely different way. But when you want to create a church that looks like heaven of different nationalities, of different cultures, of different backgrounds, one of the things that trip with Americans is during election season. So it made me think, let's just do, um, for our new people, just give me a brief moment. Let me just do some home cooking for about five minutes. Let's take a brief moment. Let's look through some of our diversity commitments, our diversity tenants, because there's a few people that have not been through newcomers and connect track for a while. And there's just three things I want to just uplift real quick. 
So like every week we hear Pastor Ardeen, Pastor Virginia come up here, say diversity, a perfect church for imperfect people of all cultures, all nationalities, all backgrounds. We celebrate Jesus. We celebrate diversity, worship, evangelism, discipleship, and fellowship. But under that, if you go to our website right now, diversity.church, there are three commitments that really speaks to the importance of juicy fruit, that speaks to the importance of, good news, of goodness and kindness. And as the lead pastor, I just want to reinforce a few principles. One of those tenets, put this on the screen, we are a church whose members genuinely love, care, and accept people just as they are without regard to their past or their position. Number two, we Diversity Church are committed to living a life that brings glory to God through our obedience to his word and through our commitment to walk as he walks. Let us sink in. And number three, we Diversity Church are committed to being a missional church that reaches out to the lost in a very practical manner using relevant methods. Okay, let's, let's kind of break that down real quick. So first statement, let's kind of hone in on this part. It says, we will love unconditionally regard to one's past or position. Kindness and goodness says that we can agree to disagree, not to fight, not to complain, not to you need to leave the church or I'm staying here or we can't sing. I want to sit in pulpit stage left and you got to sit on pulpit stage right because we feel different. But kindness and goodness is able to see past our position, to see past our past and able to move for it together. Yes, kindness and goodness, sometimes it does call for accountability. We don't judge, but we can correct. Because if you're touching the hot stove, I'm going to help you out. And there are times where I can see people and I say, you know what? You're not managing your money right. And it's disrupting your goodness. Or you're not managing your mouth right. We need to put a bar of soap in it right now. It's destroying your kindness. But regardless, I still love you. I still accept you right where you are. And in point number two, when we looked at this, it says that we, our commitment is to walk as Jesus walked So here's something that we don't like to do. We need to pause. We need to think before we respond, before we get crazy and say, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do in this situation? What would Jesus do? He would filter whatever he has to say, everything that he's trying to do with kindness and goodness. Because the old wives tell, what, what does it say? You can catch more bees with honey than vinegar. Okay, you tripping right now? It hurts. I'm upset. But I got to walk like Jesus because I'm in covenant. I understand Romans 8.28 that all things are going to work together for the good. So if you cut me off, if you cuss me out, if you try to cut me, I'm going to live 
and walk like Jesus. And then area number three, it says that we are a missional-minded church, that we will use our practical tools, relevant methods to be able to show and to display the love of Christ again in this racially charged, high-intensity political environment. Focus on me. Let, let's just look right here. In this environment, your mission field, you want me to tell you what it is? It is your mouth. It is your phone. It is your laptop. It is your computer. How are you handling your mission field today? I'm pausing for effect. Some of you need to go back through Connect, connect Track class straight up. You forgot. It's been a long time. But we're trying to create. We're not trying to move in speed. But this year, as we finish with 2020 Focus, the goal is for us to be strong. That means I, I, I have to be careful about what I share. I have to be careful about what I reply to. That means a conversation is more important than a comment. Yeah, yeah. And we have to be careful while we're a missional-minded church that you shared this and you posted that. And then guess what? Sunday morning you share Diverse City Church. Oh, I'm going to that church. And God is giving you the responsibility in this season to produce Kindness and goodness is going to hurt. Remember, I told you, God will cut on you, but he will not cut you off. So the question is, do you want to just grow? Do you want to grow or do you just want to chill and live at the low level of Christianity? That's fine. I know your role, but those that want to grow, those that want to see a life of exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ever ask or think it's going to take kindness and goodness. Adversity is your opportunity to grow, not your opportunity to run. So here's the thing. I know my people. I know me. I said, Lord, okay, let me just work on the kindness part and put the goodness part to the side. Let me just work on my heart, my heart for you, Lord. You have my heart. And what happens is when you try to only focus on kindness and the goodness, it makes me think of the Good Samaritan. When we become a church of a bunch of priests and a church full of Levites, and God is saying, where are my Samaritans? When you're focused on kindness and you're saying, nah, goodness, we're good. When you look at the story of the Good Samaritan, you are the priest and you are the Levite. Now I'm late. I don't have enough time. I can't do it. And the Bible says, um, I don't think I have the scripture in there, but it's in Luke chapter 10, verse 37. And I like what it says in the God's words translation is that the expert said the one, the one who was kind enough to help him, the one who was kind enough to help them, Jesus told him, go and imitate his example, not the Levite, not the priest, 
Because when you're only focused on kindness, goodness is going to set you up for failure. What about another guy? What about David? The man, that's, the man that we love to talk about, the man that has a heart fully after God. And we look at the life of David, and we see that there is no other man like him, Charles. But if we can be real honest about David, when he became a king, he had a lot of kindness, but he struggled with goodness. Killing folks, sleeping with other people wise. How is he a man after God's own heart? Because he's operating strong in kindness, and he is weak and deficient in goodness. Man, that's good. I'm proud for myself. Hallelujah. Kindness. David, a man that we admire, that we aspire to be. Because when you look at it, going back to the Good Samaritan, a priest, which is known for his wisdom and knowledge. When you have kindness, his, heart, his head was right. Then you had a Levite that was known for service, missing goodness, and a good Samaritan, the least of the nonprofits right now. And the church is missing our opportunity. Galatians chapter 6, and I'm going to just paraphrase, it says, when the opportunity presents itself, we need to be good and especially to the household of faith. Amen. If we as Christians can't work our things out, if we as Christians that read the same Bible, that believe the same truth, can't work through our differences, we can still be Christians, but we're not fruitful. All right, moving on. What about goodness with no kindness? Goodness with no kindness. We're talking about the person that serves everywhere in church, but no personal prayer life. The person that's here, first one here, first one to leave, willing to serve, willing to get on the door, but their heart's not right. And eventually you will burn out or you will burn bridges with other people. One of them are coming, maybe both, two for one special. Goodness with no kindness. You can serve. And if you don't have goodness, if you don't have kindness with your goodness, the time will come you will feel unappreciated. The time will come where you'll get tired and you're ready to leave church. You're mad at the pastor. You're mad at Deacon Papa John. You're mad at Deacon Tony. You're mad at everybody because you're doing the works, but your will is not right. Sounds like Apostle Paul before he had his road trip to Damascus when he was serving and the people that he was called to help, he was hurting them. And he thought he knew the word. He knew it. He can quote. He studied with the best teachers can quote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy based on his schooling and training. But the no kindness he was hurting people that God had called him to help. That is a life with only goodness and no kindness. 
See, my prayer today, I don't care where you are, is that God can bring a fresh revelation to bring for you and me that his glory will be manifested in our life, that we don't push away one, that we embrace both goodness and kindness as we move forward. Yes. So we have to become curious because I'll be honest, I've had my season where I was all goodness and no kindness. Sitting in church, talking about what people wearing, laughing at this person, counting offerings and say they don't deserve this. I did it. I've been there. I've done that. I've been more in the pews than on the pulpit. I've been there operating according to the flesh. I've seen people, I have friends that I'm still trying to minister to now where we've seen church splits and church hurt because they fell in love with the pastor versus having his presence. That is a life of goodness with no kindness. And see, David uplifts a few scriptures and Psalms, and I want to show this for those that are curious, that are saying, you know what? There are some areas in my life. This quarantine has really challenged me. The quarantine has given me a moment to take a self-examination to see why I do what I do and why are other people prospering during this time. And I am panicking. And God is saying this is the season to reset, to get back some fruit. See, look at this screen right now. Psalms 25, verse 8. This is, this is David, these three scriptures of David understanding in his life that he has kindness but no goodness. And I'm, I'm sure it's going to bless you. The first one, Psalms 25, verse 8 from the New Living Translation. The Bible says, the Lord is good and does what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. So this is not a place of judging what you used to do, but this is the time right now with repentance that we can turn the right direction, that we can uproot the vines, that we can come together in agreement and pray for crop failure, for all of the crazy stuff that we've done. And Jesus is saying, I am good. I will help you get on the right path. Psalms 119 verse 68, it says, you are good. And do only good. Teach me your decrees. Teach me your decrees. God, if goodness is one of your virtues, help me to do and be more like you. Holy Spirit, instruct me and teach me in the way I should go. Show me compassion. Show me how to love like you. Show me when to lean in. Show me when to pull back. I don't want to be passive, but I don't want to be aggressive. How can I be assertive, be right in the middle, right in the dead eye of your plan, of your purpose, and your will? Teach me your decrees. Psalms 37, verse 3, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. So that means sometimes you're not going to see, but you're going to have to trust in the Lord and do good. Just because you don't see him doesn't mean he doesn't see you. His eyes look to and fro. He sees everything. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful, and he's omnipresent. So if you can't see him, if you can't feel him, you have to trust in the Lord. And it says, dwell in the land. 
as we talked about root inspections, that if we don't know what to do, just get back to the source. If we don't know what to do, if, if God hasn't given you a spoken rhema word, then you go back to the logos. The Bible is still alive. The Bible is still well. The Bible will show you what you got to do in this season. And the last part, the C clause of that says, and feed on his faithfulness. Feed to chew, to digest, to not feed off the headlines, to not feed off of this article. But what are you feeding on? If God is giving you juicy fruit, but you need to change your diet from the candies and the sugar, God wants you to feed on his faithfulness. And I love how it goes in the New Testament in James chapter 4, verse 17. It says, therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not, is sin to him. So what does that mean? We're all in different stages and different phases in our walk with Christ. God has empowered us to make the decision based on where we want to be and how fast we want to progress and move forward. But when you know better, you got to do better. If you know better, you should do better. If you know better, you got to do better. All right, I got an example real quick. Let's bring this home. I need some water too. Kev, bring me on focus real quick. All right. I got three things on my plate. I got a carrot. Are we on focus, making sure they can see? Thank you, Mr. Moore. We have some corn. And we have some coffee beans. Again, carrots, corn, and coffee beans. All three of these items are getting ready to endure the same experience. And guess what it is, Miss LaWanda? Boiling hot water. The question is, what happens to the carrot? What happens to the corn? What happens to the coffee beans after they deal with the boiling hot water? Let's start off with the carrot first. As you see, a carrot now, a carrot is hard, it is firm, it is strong. But when the carrot hits the hot water, it becomes soft and is easily broken. There are people in the church that has a heart of a carrot, which is a broken heart. Nets. We have the corn. Shout out to corn, one of my favorite vegetables. Is it a vegetable or starch? Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> the corn, nice texture. It is juicy. It is flavorful. But if you leave a corn in boiling water for too long, it becomes hard. It becomes rough. And it's hard to digest. When you become like the corn, you have a stony heart. This heart can't be broken, but nobody can get inside your heart. And you're trying to figure out why is there a disconnect. 
And it's because you have a stony heart. And then number three, we got coffee beans. But when the coffee beans go into the boiling water, mm -mm -mm, it produces a sweet anointing. Give me that cup. Give me, give me that. A sweet anointing fragrance all up in the room. It has been touched. It has been tried. It has been true. Listen, if somebody is boiling coffee beans and I walk up inside the house, the environment changes. God wants some coffee bean type of people in diverse city. Coffee beans. When the boiling water hits, it produces an aroma. It produces a fragrance of kindness and goodness. See, because kindness and goodness is not just something that we see it. It's not something that we just touch it. But you can smell it. Can you smell? La, 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 la. With God, it's cooking. Ha, ha. Woo, I had to, I, woo, I wanted to get out here. God is cooking. I'm being cooked with kindness. I'm being cooked with <laughs> goodness. Hallelujah. You should be able to smell like God. Not a skunk. Not rotten fruit. But your atmosphere should be pleasant. Do you smell like God? For my leaders, do you smell like sheep? Did the quarantine make you say, you know what? I'm going to sit on the side. In your environment, are you changing it? In your environment, are you making a difference? Yes. Kindness and goodness. No shortcuts. Go back real quick. Kindness and goodness. No shortcuts. It's attitude and it's action. Stand to your feet. In my last scripture, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15, it says, For we, this is talking about the body of Christ, for we are like sweet-smelling incense offered to God, Christ Jesus which spreads among those who are being saved and those who are lost. Do not allow this year to make you become a carrot that you've been broken. Do not allow this year to make you become so hard. You won't be hurt, but you can't love. You can't be touched. You're protected, but that is not the life of Christ. But when you're a coffee, when you're coffee beans, when you've been in the boiling world, when others are willing to stay in the boat, you're able to walk on water. You can come into an environment and things begin to change. You can come into an atmosphere and something is 
different. See, the original plan was to talk about kindness and goodness in like two weeks. And the Holy Spirit said, you know what, you need to talk about this (laughs) before the election. Because if I can be honest, 2016, my Facebook account would be down, my Instagram account would be down, and it would be down until the week of Thanksgiving because of all the drama. And I was not strong enough in that season to handle all of the negative and rotten fruit. There are a few of you been trying to figure out, I can't handle this. I can't take it. My heart is broken. I can't believe they go to my church and believe like this. I can't believe we read the same Bible. And God is telling you in this season to unplug from all of that and stay focused on the vine. Yeah. And for those that are still engaged, engage appropriately. Engage with kindness. Engage with goodness. Engage with faithfulness. Engage with joy. And engage with gentleness. So if you could bow your heads over over this place. First of all, I want to pray for those, you can go back, that feels like the corn. That this year my walk has slipped. That this year that I'm producing no fruit. I feel like I've lost my power. I've lost my engagement. It's easier to get more sleep than actually pursue God. God wants to give you a new heart today. God wants to replace your stony heart. God wants to replace your fragile heart. And God wants to give you a new heart in this season. And I believe for most of the people in here, if we can really take a gauge on where you are operating on kindness and goodness, you may not be 100%, but you're more like 75%. And every moment you may have to check somebody. This is our time to reset. This is our time to say, you know what? I've been bad. I've messed up. But now I'm choosing to bring a new aroma. You've been trying to do a little bit of kindness and a little bit of goodness whenever you think it feels convenient. And God is saying right here, right now, you can't fit in because I called you to stand out. You can't fit in because I've called you to stand out. No wonder you're agitated. No wonder you're upset because you have to step in, not one foot in and one foot out, but jump and leap into your perfect will and plans for the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you today. I know today's word was challenging, but my desire is to see your people grow. In these last days, you need people that are positioned and ready to be ambassadors, to be sons, to be soldiers, to be daughters, to be princesses, to live out 
the full counsel and gospel of Christ. Lord, I pray during these last 70-ish days that we let our light shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Let that be the prayer of our people. Lord, I pray for the spirit of repentance to go across the board. For those that we may be offended, for those that have been offended, I pray for reconciliation in this place. That we become united, that we become different, that we become the called during this time to live out your perfect will. Lord, I pray for your people to be changed and transformed by your word that we begin to show and identify our fruit that we won't put you in a closet and pull you out on Sunday at home that we won't pull you out when we think it's convenience but you become Lord of our life so Lord as the pastor and for all of our leaders we surrender to you Lord I pray for revival to take place at diverse city Lord, it's not how I want it to be. If it was, we would be here. But God, you are showing us that you are not trapped by a location, that you are not trapped by our distance, but you are with us, that you are able to unite us in the Spirit. So for all of our people, that we continue to fulfill your word, that we continue to fulfill your promise, And as we move forward with each of the juicy fruits, that things may try to distract us, but we, as the people of diverse city, will maintain, will uphold, and keep our 2020 focus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. At this time... We have Bishop come up here and close us out with a benediction. Awesome, awesome. That was awesome there. I tell you, I've never been a coffee drinker, but now when I smell coffee, I'm going to think of it a different way. Mm. Mocha. I'm going to be a mocha today. So I tell you, people. Go out there, be that coffee, be something that just turns somebody's mind around. Just show that kindness and give action with the goodness. And I tell you, loving on people will truly make this a wonderful world. But right now, we are so stressed out on everything that's going on in this world right now. And I tell you, kindness and goodness right now is what we need. So I just bless all you all who are here today to watch the message today. It was awesome. I tell you, Pastor, thank you again for allowing God to use you. But I just tell you, Take the day, be extra kind, be extra goodness for someone they love. You never know how you affect somebody. So in Jesus' name, thank you.